You are listening to the audio preaching podcast of Cornerstone Baptist Church in Fallbrook, California, pastored by James Christensen. Though located in the heart of Southern California, you will hear powerful, relevant, and life-changing preaching from the Word of God. Pastor Christensen believes that every Christian can reach their potential for the Lord. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Welcome back again, ladies. I'm excited for part two. So hopefully it hasn't been long for you. Maybe you've looked up some things on hope in the Word of God. Well, we're going to bring it to a conclusion right now. And again, I am, I'm so happy that the Lord has brought some things into my life that made me look into this. It was actually a few months ago that the Lord started this study for me on hope. And I really put a lot of things into it most recently. And it's, it's just amazing. God's timing. He knew that I needed it and I'm assuming that you need it too. That's why he put it on my heart. So let's talk to him right now. And as we uh, get into the study, Lord Jesus, uh, I love you. And I love these ladies. Lord, I pray that you would help me to be that light, to be that hope for someone else, but not just for me, that it would constantly point back to you. Lord, I ask that you would renew the hope within me, that you would renew and refresh it in each and every lady uh, that would be watching this. Lord, I ask that we would be in your word, be in close communication with you. Lord, that we would feel your presence and uh, your love and that we would claim your promises. Lord, I ask that you would be the light of my life, that I would live in your word, Lord, that I would pray for others more than I do, that I would consider others' lives and situations so that my compassion would just be fresh and renewed for others around me. Lord, use this lesson in a great and mighty way, and we'll give you all the praise and glory in your son Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's get right into it. I've got some verses that I just love. Um, Hope is a wonderful thing. Uh, this is much more exciting than I did the study on forgiveness and anger. Those were great, but I've been excited that the Lord just kind of charged me back up on this topic. I needed it. Uh, listen to this verse. I've got Proverbs eleven seven. When a wicked man dieth, his expectation shall perish, and the hope of unjust men perisheth. You know, the world... There might be a season or time where they had some hope, but there's so many people who go through things that that hope, they literally have said statements like my hope died long ago, or my hope died when I was a child. There is no such thing. I love that God can renew us in so many different ways. Maybe you're there today and ask, like I did in prayer, ask God for that renewal. Well, I've got a cute, but true story that I want to read to you. Um, just talking about hope and things that we hope for that when we get down and overwhelmed, um, things that can lift us up. So the title of this little, um, story that I found is called a funeral for a turtle. Alexander M. Sanders Jr., who was at one time the chief judge of the South Carolina court of appeals, spoke to the graduating class of the university of South Carolina in 1992. Now, if you're like me, 
um, you remember 1992. Maybe some of you are younger and that just seems ancient to you. My kids, I'll, I'll talk about a story or say what year and they just think it's so old. Um, his daughter, Zoe, was a member of that class and he told a story about when she was three years old. He came home to find a crisis. Zoe's pet turtle had died and she was crying her heart out and his wife turned the problem over to him when he got home. First, Mr. Sanders explained to her that he would go to the pet store and he would just get another turtle. And he got nowhere with that idea. So she knew that life couldn't be transferred from one turtle to another and she wanted her turtle back alive again. She continued to cry. Then Mr. Sanders said, well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll have a funeral for the turtle. Well, being three years old, she didn't exactly know what a funeral was. So a funeral, he said, is a festival in honor of the turtle. And she didn't know what a festival was. So he said, a funeral is like a birthday party. We'll have ice cream and cake and lemonade and balloons. And all the children in the neighborhood will come over to play. All because the turtle has died. Zoe's tears, well, they began to dry up and she returned to her happy self again. Then an unforeseen thing happened. They looked down and the turtle began to move. He was not dead after all. In a matter of seconds, he was crawling around as lively as ever. Mr. Sanders did not know what to say. But Zoe appraised the situation perfectly. With all the innocence of a three-year-old, she looked up at her father and said, Daddy, let's kill it. <laughs> you know, uh, it's a true story. It's, it's really cute. And I'm sure you maybe have a story like that where a situation that a ch young child says, uh, it just strikes you so interesting or comical. Um, here she flip-flop from one thing to another within the same day, within just a few moments of each other over this life and death of this turtle. Uh, but ladies, we're not talking about turtles here. Just like last week, we're talking about crisis and having hope. Now, Zoe had hope when her daddy started talking about this birthday party. and um, But then she actually had hope as well when she came up with the solution to kill the turtle. So when we take matters into our own hands and try to handle it on our own, it often is so disastrous. I can ruin my life in the lives of others around me. Another song that I love, I talked to you about one last week. I'm not going to tell you all the lyrics, but the main phrase that I love that I have sung hundreds of times over the years, it says this, my hope is in the Lord. I will trust in him and him alone. Though death knocks at my door, my hope is in the Lord. Ladies, maybe your crisis is life or death, and it might just be right around the corner. But if you have the Lord as your own and you've trusted him as your savior, you have hope. And I just love, maybe it's something to look up a good song on hope. Um, ask me, text me, email me. I'd love to share a few that I love. There's songs that just really can lift your spirit when they're godly and honoring to the Lord. <clears throat> So what do we do in crisis? How do we live in hope as a Christian? Well, Proverbs 13, 12 is just, um, it's perfect for this study. It says, hope deferred 
maketh the heart sick. So that deferred means that you put it off. So you were hoping for something and a promise was broken. Plans were changed. It literally can make you sick and you've experienced it, I would assume. But then it says, but, and I love when God Proverbs is full of it, but when the word buts in there, the story or the um, situation's about to change, it says when the desire cometh, meaning, so that hope was preferred, deferred, excuse me. And you were just heartbroken, sick over it. When that hope comes back, when that desire comes back, it says it is a tree of life. And the Lord often uses plants and trees and things referring to them as life. You know, when it's fruitful and green, maybe close to some water or on a river. I love the trees that are right on a river bank where you see the roots even it's eroded and you can see these crazy snarl of roots getting down to the water or getting deeper into the ground. It's amazing that uh, sometimes the tree hasn't fallen over, but that thing just is growing better than ever. God says our hope can spring back like that. Now I mentioned that hope is in the word of God over and over. It happens to be in the word of God 130 times in 121 verses. So that means God's, he's repeated himself. He's telling us over and over, Angie, I'm the hope. Angie, there is hope over and over. If God said it once, it's important enough for the God and the creator of all the world and universe we should pay attention. But 130 times, wow, I really need to take note of that. So this is what I did for us. I took the word hope and I broke it down into a little acronym, um, just very simple, but I took the letter H. So what are we to do in crisis? Well, we are to seek our help from God. Are you actually asking for it? So we can pray for the situation. Lord, please heal this person. Lord, please help these finances. Lord, please help us with this job. Um, You know, whatever it might be, we ask God to solve or heal that situation. But have you physically with your mouth verbally said, I need your help? Would you help me? Not just the situation, not just the person, but would you help my spirit? Would you help my attitude? Would you help my hope? So that H stands for help and hope, asking God for his help to give you that hope. The next letter is O, obey the word of God. So in our hope, we've got to still do what's right. Just because I say, oh, I've got hope in God. He's got it under control. And I drop my Bible reading. I drop my prayer. I drop my church attendance. I'm not going to, the hope's still there. God still comes through and he answers However, the victory is going to be much less, or I may not even see it. God may answer, but he's not going to include me. I want to be included, you know, not for my own glory, but just sometimes you can rejoice when you hear someone that maybe had cancer that the Lord touched and healed and they got through it, but you prayed earnestly and fervently for them. You don't even have to say anything and it's not credit to you. But in your heart, you're like, thank you, Lord, man, I've prayed and prayed for that person. And it's such a beautiful thing when you were part of it privately or silently. So obeying the word of God, he tells us exactly what to do and he will do the rest. So we need to obey, but let God do his job. Then P, we've got pray always, never give up. Um, And in that, we're walking closely to the Lord. So when we pray, 
it's awfully hard to be angry at God, to disobey him and to defy him when you're talking to him daily, when you're asking him for help, when you're praying and communing with him. The Lord softens our heart in a way that I just can't do it myself. And I love that about him, that he takes over in the so many different ways and areas that I fail in and try to handle myself. And lastly, on that hope, we've got E, be eternally minded. So when I don't have hope, I'm thinking of the here, the now, and the me. But when I have eternally minded, mindedly, it's probably not a way to phrase it, set myself and set my mind to think of others, think of eternity. If I knew God somehow told me, I knew miraculously that um, he was coming back tomorrow at 2.32, I would be put setting some things in order. I would be trying to make sure I'm right with the Lord, you know, my family. Let's get out there. Let's see if we can lead some people, Lord, before 2.32 tomorrow. We would just be working like crazy. Well, we ought to be having that mind anyway, the souls of others. Sure, there's a crisis. Sure, there are some things going on, but this is a better time than ever to reach others for him. Um, And this is what you do. You think, oh, Miss Angie, I'm nervous or I can't or it's overwhelming. Can you just reach one? Is there one person you could influence? Someone you know, family, coworker, child, relative, one person. You say, everybody I know is saved. What about that mailman? What about that grocer? What about the banker? What about the person at the bus stop? There are people all around us that don't know him. Just reach one. And it's amazing what God will do to your heart because then you're going to want to reach one more after that. Um, Romans 5, 2 to 5. Listen to this. By whom also we have access by faith into his grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. So right there, we're not supposed to be down and depressed in crisis. It will happen and we do get there, but we've got to ask the Lord, pull me out. I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to determine to get out of this. It says, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Oh, I don't like either one of those. But then it says, and patience experience. And experience, here's the best part hope. Isn't that beautiful how he ends it right there with hope? But then verse five, and hopeth, hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. We have the Holy Ghost. We have power in him. He can give me boldness when I'm boldness, when I'm nervous, when I'm shy, when I'm not feeling well. Um, I love when I've gone out, um, to reach someone, to witness, to invite someone to an event or church. And I'm not proud of it, but at the time I didn't want to go. I wasn't feeling good. I was crabby, but I love when I go, God always, always, always lifts my spirit, corrects my attitude. And I'm so thankful that I went after I went. I want you to take spiritual action when it comes to crisis with hope. Don't just sit there and just become a sour woman. That's what the world expects. You know, people expect when you get old to just be a crabby old woman and grumpy old men. But don't be part of that statistic. Get and stay busy for God. He will take care of you when you do that. 
Ask God to be your focus and then he will lift your spirit. It's amazing when he does that. And then you're going to have a change of mind, that peace in your soul that you've been longing for, and you will have a renewed confidence in him. Now you say, Miss Angie, that was great. And I knew some of it, but wow, um, that, that sounds like a good plan, but my situation's far more serious than that. Don't limit God. Don't discredit that your situation is impossible and believe each and every day that there is hope. I believe it for you. God says it in his word. It never fails. It is so true. Now more than ever, get busy for God and share that hope with others. You know, don't be glued to the negativity of this world. Don't let it stick to you. Instead, decide to have that beautiful spirit of hope. That's what makes a beautiful woman. It's not a certain feature about her looks. It's the spirit. And if your countenance has the hope of the Lord, you can't, um, you can't buy that for one, but the Lord does something special with that and can help encourage others along the way. Well, I thank you for studying this with me. I hope that has really lifted you up, given you some hope. And I want you to get in his word, look up these verses, do a word study on hope in the Bible and just take God as word and just see if maybe he will lift you up and you'll have a different outlook on life and on the things that are going on in your life. I'll be praying for you and looking forward to seeing you next week. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this preaching podcast from Cornerstone Baptist Church. We hope that you were encouraged. For more information about our ministry, you can find us online at cornerstonefallbrook.org.